Hello everyone, welcome back to episode 5 of Forever in Bloom. I'm Jane. I'm Nicole. And we are so excited to be sitting down again, getting ready to dive into vulnerability this week. Yeah, today's topic is going to be interesting for us to talk about. Vulnerability is really hard for a lot of different reasons for a lot of different people, and there's definitely a spectrum of vulnerability, whether that's just starting something new or opening up to someone it's scary so we're going to explore kind of the reason why it's so scary and ways you can help Mm -hmm. yeah but before we dive on into that let's just recap on our weeks uh my week was a lot less eventful than previous yeah but you somehow still ended up at the tire center oh my god (laughs) yeah yep i still ended up back at the tire center (sighs) when will it end you guys i truly don't know uh we are three flat tires in the last month and a half uh yeah, yeah you you heard that right i got another flat tire this time different than all the others like it was weird i walked out to my car after work parking garage you know the drill and the tire's looking a little flat <laughs> and i was like that's weird but i could also just be like ultra paranoid so let's just drive the car on over to the gym and we'll take another look at it after we work out so i go do my thing I come out and I'm just like staring at it and I was like, no, this is, she's definitely flat. So I FaceTime my dad (laughs) and I'm like, am I being crazy or does this look flat? And I'm like holding it, holding my phone like on the ground. And he was like, yeah, it's definitely flat. You need to run it over to the tire center. And I was like, okay, here we go. Keep in mind, I'm still driving on my spare because I still do not have a new tire to replace when I ran over the screw a couple weeks ago. So yeah, I show up there. I kind of give them the whole spiel and I'm like, yeah, it came out. It looks a little flat. I don't feel like any metal or like anything kind of in the tire that punctured it. So I don't know. Can you guys put some air in it? And they did. And she was very, very flat. Like the guy looked at me and he's like, oh, is that like a seven? And I literally looked at him and I was like, what does that mean? Out of 10? I was like, seven? <laughs> is that good? Bad? Out of 10? A hundred? Like where, where are we at on the spectrum? He really did. He just kind of ignored me didn't answer <laughs> filled it up and then like sent me on my way and he was like oh well like it's probably a slow leak but we'll like know for sure by like tomorrow morning like if you wake up and it's like kind of flat again then like you'll know that it's a slow leak and i was like okay worst case scenario just throw your spare on and i just looked at him and i was like just walk around my car the spare is already on she's on the other tire <laughs> sister bestie like, you don't know i wish it was that easy and he just kind of looked at me and he was like oh and then i was like yep well i'm going home so Left the tire center, drove home, everything was fine. I had a breakdown because I was like, I'm never going to catch a break. Like, I just don't get it. I don't get why this is happening again. I walk out to my car the next morning. I get up like extra early so that I can check to see if it's flat or not. Because if it's flat, then I'm going to have to call into work and call a tow truck and it was going to be a whole ordeal. But I walk out and thank God the tire looks the exact same. It looks fine. looks brand new. And I was like, okay, weird. So I drive it to work. I park it at the tire center at the Costco across from my office building. And if it goes flat throughout the day, at least then it's by the tire center (laughs) because I'm not getting stuck in that parking garage again. And of course it's like pissing down rain. So I'm having to walk like 15 minutes in the rain to like get to my building, whatever. I call the tire center and I'm just like, hey, I'm going to need you guys to like take a look at that tire today because I can't afford to like get another flat because I don't have another spare. I honestly don't even know what I would do. Like I'm sure that happens, but like what? They would just tow it to, to where? Like, we are running, we don't have, we only have three tires now. <laughs> and one of them's a spare. So, don't know what we were going to do there. They fit me in, thank God, and do the whole check. And they tell me, they called me, and they were so confused. They were like, there's nothing wrong with this tire. Like, you say you came in and it was flat. And I was like, yeah, you can verify with the guy that was working last Thursday night. He put a lot of air in that tire, and he told me it was at a seven. I don't know what that number means, but maybe it means something to you. <laughs> And uh, they were just like, oh, oh, we filled it up to like uh, like 30. What? I think the seven was like seven pounds of pressure in the tire. Still still no bueno. No idea what that means. Seven pounds of what? Yeah. Um, the guy just kind of was like, the only way that could have happened is if someone intentionally <laughs> let air out of your tire. <laughs> speechless. So you're targeted. She was speechless. I don't, I didn't know what to say. I was like, okay. Thank you for giving me that new thing to worry about. Uh, yeah, so another fun, eventful week. 
And other than that, the week was very boring. How was your week, Nicole? My cat always finds the perfect time in my day to make the most noise and to need the most things from me. Right now, as recording this, it is 9 p.m. for me, and she just thinks it is trained for a marathon time. She has no rest in her. <laughs> Absolutely no rest. She thinks that now is the perfect time to let out a week's worth of energy. That's the only time she can do it. So, so sorry. My week was very similar aside from the tire being targeted, you know, all that good stuff you had. My week was pretty normal. Went to the gym a few times, saw some friends, nothing too crazy to report. I haven't even driven my car this week. It's just been in my parking lot. Like oh I, my gosh. <laughs> I like walk to get groceries. I like walk to see people. Like I don't, I don't drive unless I'm driving like back mm-hmm. home. That makes sense. So I just didn't use my car. So I could have a flat tire right now and I would not know. It's better if you don't know. <laughs> Honestly, it really is. Too much stress when you do know. Yeah, exactly. Getting into the topic of this week is why is it so hard or difficult to be vulnerable? And that can be with anything. Everyone kind of has their own history and story with being vulnerable. Let's get into our quote of the week. Jane, take it away. (laughs) My quote of the week with our topic, I wanted it to be in relation to vulnerability. And this one comes from the beloved Brene Brown. We love her. She is the queen of all things shame, fear, and vulnerability. And the quote this week that I really stuck with uh, was, vulnerability is not winning or losing. It's having the courage to show up and be seen when we have no control over the outcome. Vulnerability is not a weakness. It's our greatest measure of courage. Beautiful. Beautifully said. You have to be vulnerable and authentic in order to experience life to its fullest. Yeah. Confidence or courage like there's there's no vulnerability without it mm-hmm. not at all before i say my quote of the week <clears throat> i do want to apologize my throat has been acting up for the past week even in the last episode it was kind of going in and out so i do apologize i have been i somehow missed covid i did not get covid but i'm getting hit with a cold of course as everything's reopening so i do apologize for my voice it's probably not the best to listen to especially during an audio only <laughs> format <laughs> I do apologize and i am trying my best my quote of the week is an excerpt from a book called the mountain is you and it's a book by brianna weist w-i-e-s-t i don't know how to pronounce her last name but she's also the author that wrote my favorite book we all know 101 essays she's that author so it's the book's kind of the same vibe i personally haven't read the book yet it's on my list i do want to get to it um but i did see this piece from it and i thought i would share Your new life is going to cost you your old one. It's going to cost you your comfort zone and your sense of direction. It's going to cost you relationships and friends. It's going to cost you being liked and understood, but it doesn't matter because the people who are meant for you will meet you on the other side. You're going to build a new comfort zone around the things that actually move you forward. All you're going to lose is what was built for a person you no longer are. Wow. And I really do love that. That's one of the reasons I want to read this book so, so badly because a lot of the time people are really scared to jump into the new version of themselves because they're losing so much or they think they're losing so much but what they're really losing is just things that no longer serve you but it's still the goodbye and it's still a loss Mm -hmm. so accepting that you're going to lose things no matter what is just the next step in order to become who you're supposed to be or the next chapter the next era exactly you have to lose things and make room for new things to come your way i mean Nothing's ever going to change if you have everything all figured out in your little happy comfort bubble. And if you're not like fully happy, like something's got to give. Yeah. Something's got to give in order for the universe to kind of like send the stuff that you need in the moment. Exactly. So that's my quote. I want to say I recommend the book. I haven't read it yet, but come on. With that quote, like how can you not recommend it? (laughs) Yeah. Oh, 100%. What did you say the name of the book was again? It was called The Mountain Is You mountain is you i also like that metaphor Mm -hmm. exactly it's all about the climb it really is miley cyrus knew in 2012 that it was all about the climb vulnerability has kind of always been an issue for me whether that's been like with people i know or people i don't know i'm pretty good at meeting new people or doing new things i've always kind of an issue with vulnerability and i didn't know exactly growing up 
vulnerability is what I was struggling with. Even even now, I sometimes hesitate starting something new if I don't automatically know I'm going to be good at it, or I don't automatically know. Same. <laughs> same, same, same. <laughs> or like, I don't automatically know even like the basics or like the how-to. I really struggle with jumping into something so blind, and I think that is... That just goes to show like that I don't want to be vulnerable enough to admit I don't know how to do something or I don't know how to start something. Like that's just vulnerability. I've been like that since I was little or, you know, as, lo- as long as I can remember. And so I would always dodge those types of experiences where I didn't already know even a little bit, you know, like I rarely did mm-hmm. something brand new. And I found myself really avoiding those types of brand new situations if I was with a brand new person. Like I would always have to know at least the person I'm going with or the person I'm doing it with in order to feel comfortable because if I'm not vulnerable, if if I don't have to be vulnerable with them, at least I can be vulnerable with what we're doing, you know? Right. That makes sense. Like going to Europe with you, like it was... I didn't have to worry about like our relationship. It was mm-hmm. just like this is my bestie and we're going to do so many new things together. Or imagine going alone. Yeah. Like navigating yeah. all the different new scenarios but alone. I feel like that would have been a true test of vulnerability. Yeah. We would just kind of have to hand yourself over to the universe and just be like, "Okay, I'm going to try and make all the right decisions, but there's no handbook here." Yeah, exactly. And at least we had each other where if we wanted to ask someone a question it would be like can you go like i don't really want to or like i'll like i'll do it this time whatever because those duties were like split so we didn't have to be vulnerable 100 percent of the time all the time and i think that really helped so but even now i see it in my life when we were vulnerable at least we were vulnerable together yeah like it wasn't like just you and if something were to happen like say you wanted to ask a grocery clerk in germany where something is yeah. and if it completely backfired and you looked like an idiot like at least <laughs> you had someone to kind of share it with and laugh with or laugh about it yeah but if you were just by yourself i feel like i would just got in my head yeah i would have went and sequestered myself away and just like picked apart every little piece of that moment because i was like oh my god like i can't believe i let myself look stupid yeah exactly yeah i even see that now like doing things or even meeting new people it's like i get nervous meeting new people because i have to be vulnerable you know and even in the ted talk by Brene brown the girl you mentioned at the beginning Mm -hmm. she really emphasizes that vulnerability equals connection and Mm -hmm. it's like you you can't expect to meet new people and make friends and make relationships and build trust and have love and all those things without vulnerability so it's like why are we so scared to be vulnerable in the first place when that's what connects us like there is rarely a time if ever you meet someone who doesn't show an ounce of vulnerability they only show their accomplishments they only show their strengths and you're like i really like that person it's like no they're gonna be really intimidating they're not gonna be humanized or they're not gonna seem as human it's like you need the vulnerability aspect for you to relate to them and to see a weakness so that you don't feel scared for showing your weaknesses exactly there's definitely it's kind of almost like a building block like you can build up this whole facade like obviously when you first meet someone you're gonna show them all of your favorite parts of yourself yeah and kind of hide those maybe not so shiny fun parts of yourself and they're going to be doing the same but there comes a point where it's like okay we need to be able to be a bit vulnerable with each other to like break that barrier down especially in dating culture these days a lot of people just don't want to get vulnerable they don't want to let that guard down and that is why they are stuck on these apps for copious amounts of time because either they're not ready or they just don't feel comfortable enough with themselves to expose themselves to a potentially like it could backfire you could open up to someone and be totally vulnerable that doesn't mean they're necessarily gonna love it and love you for all of your flaws or even like you heck like you just kind of have to be open to whatever the outcome is going to be is what the outcome's going to be yeah you can't change what other people how other people interpret your vulnerability yeah and that's why confidence and vulnerability come hand in hand because if you become vulnerable with someone you also have to be confident enough that if they don't like who you are or they don't react positively to your vulnerability that you're going to be okay hey, you're confident enough in your abilities to build yourself back up or take yourself out of the situation and be like, okay, well, that's fine. That's fine. That situation didn't need to go any further. I'm still okay. And I did show a piece of vulnerability and I'm still okay. That's why courage and confidence go hand in hand with vulnerability. And a lot of people don't see those three together. They just see being vulnerable and being isolated and being made fun of or showing weakness. Like that's what they think vulnerability is, but it's not. Yeah. Oh, hundred percent. I think there's a negative stigma 
around just the word vulnerability. Yeah, yeah. To me, when I hear the word vulnerability, I just are like vulnerable. I think about bad situations. Like I think, oh, like she's vulnerable walking home at night alone or like, yeah, don't be so like vulnerable. And especially as like a woman being brought up in this day and age, like I feel like we're always taught to like just, well, don't be, don't be vulnerable, but in a sense of like for physical threat. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Like don't. But that carries over into like the emotional world as well. Yeah. Like don't make yourself a victim type of thing. Like protect mm-hmm. yourself. And it's like, no always have a guard up yeah exactly and that just like translate like you said to the emotional world of all right i'm not going to be vulnerable because i've been told that's so dangerous and that's so not what we're supposed to do as people don't be vulnerable don't be vulnerable that's when people will stab you and get you and really cut you and rub salt in your wounds like that's what that's what's going to hurt being vulnerable (laughs) but no we need connection and we need vulnerability to make connection it's just a biological need and love and belonging is on Maslow's hierarchy of needs in their third tier out of five. Like it's, we need it to be human. And just, I think it's above, I think it's tier two is self-esteem. And that also gets affected by vulnerability. Like we need self-esteem to be human and to like the hierarchy of needs. Right. So we don't want to show vulnerability because we think that's going to affect our self-esteem. But in reality, that's, we we need it to build connection and to build love and to build intimacy. Like that's what we need. And it it's so scary and weird how people as humans, like we run from it at the same time, even though we need it. Mm-hmm. Oh, most definitely. Like I look back at either past relationships or even just past friendships and the best ones and the ones that still stick around and like stick it out through the tough times are the ones where you were you both met each other with vulnerability yeah it wasn't like you opened yourself up and they kind of continued to be closed or yeah. vice versa it was yeah we both just opened up and showed each other our true colors and both of us kind of like vibed with it and then it worked out once you yeah. kind of have that connection down like those are the friendships and stuff that you carry throughout life that really help you get through life in general yeah like people that truly know you for who you are yeah exactly and nothing builds connection faster than being vulnerable Mm -hmm. you'll hear a lot of professional speakers say like start your speech with being relatable start your speech with a joke start your speech with a confession or admitting something showing that you're human so that people like you more showing that you're vulnerable showing that you do have a softer side or more vulnerable side rather than this facade of being a professional speaker and being confident and being outgoing show the other Mm -hmm. side of yourself so people like you yeah so they can relate to you exactly nothing builds faster friendships than when you connect on something you're both vulnerable about like connecting on an insecurity like that will just bond you so quickly and it's because you're both vulnerable like why are we walking around pretending that we have no insecurities that we're confident we're outgoing nothing's gonna bother us when all of us are hiding insecurities like all of us we're just walking around with our chin-ups pretending that we don't Mm -hmm. it's all this facade of like the perfect life that unfortunately has become like a norm these days for society like everyone has to appear to have this like perfect all put together lifestyle online and that yeah somehow needs to translate into real life and that's just not realistic whatsoever exactly but as you were saying all of that i was kind of thinking i think that's why vlogging youtubers really took off Mm -hmm. was because they were a form of celebrity but they were being so vulnerable by putting these sides of themselves out onto the internet for millions upon millions of viewers and my brain automatically goes to like emma chamberlain Mm -hmm. how she was just so authentically herself when she was younger and just starting out and i think she's kind of circled back to that point in her life again but you could definitely tell when she went through the phases of like not being comfortable being vulnerable yeah emma has done an amazing job at showing a vulnerable side even just when she talks about all her insecurities she's talked about eating disorders her skin issues mm-hmm. she really opens up her depression her anxiety everything and it makes you watching okay with yours like that's why like you said vloggers really took off because they're not just showing a photoshopped side of themselves they're not showing 30 seconds on snapchat of their day like they're showing the ins and outs as soon as they wake up right before they go to bed the hard parts the sad parts the happy parts and it's just the all overall roundedness of life that they are really showing your your viewers and it makes you as the viewer be like oh i also had a bad day or i also missed my bus or i also Mm -hmm. don't have many friends or whatever whatever it is it's like you see other people doing it and you're like oh okay maybe maybe it is okay to be vulnerable or maybe it is okay that i don't have x y and z like i thought this person did or Mm -hmm. any of that a hundred percent it's uh yeah crazy when was the last time you felt 
vulnerable oh last night <laughs> <laughs> literally last night 12 hours ago <laughs> exact uh, actually exactly 24 hours ago i felt extremely vulnerable but it worked out like i was in a situation where i was meeting a new person and i was very anxious and nervous but i mean i think that anxious and nervous energy was coming from a place of like i don't want to be vulnerable it's scary to put yourself out there on the line and be like this is me like we said you can't really get to know someone past the surface level until you open up that vulnerability yeah. side and so just the idea of going into a situation and knowing that you're gonna have to be vulnerable in order for it to like have really any impact uh very nerve-wracking and i mean it went well luckily my vulnerability was also met with some vulnerability i think so nice it turned out okay what which is you, i guess good <laughs> why why do you think you were so anxious in the beginning um i really wish i knew <laughs> i think it really kind of just comes from i definitely have like a fear of people not liking me yeah like i really struggle with the idea that like not everyone's gonna love me i'm not gonna be everyone's cup of tea and that's okay but like it's still a struggle and a battle every time i have to meet someone new or like go out with a new friend group oh my gosh it's exhausting when i first came out here and when i first moved out to seattle i felt like i was constantly having to be vulnerable and it was exhausting like i had to be vulnerable yeah. at work in order to like make connections with like the team i I had to put myself out there and be vulnerable with like new groups of friends and just new people trying to like find a crowd and it was so like I became something that I dreaded I didn't want to go out and meet new people anymore because I was like I'm tired of showing this sides of myself and not having like an instant best friend like I was finding a lot of my vulnerability was not being met with mm. the same type of vulnerability and like it makes sense I was kind of in like a fight or flight like I mean a sink or swim situation like I needed to make new friends. I knew that if I didn't make connection with people out here, I was going to fully regret the decision of moving away and isolating myself. And so I was just kind of like, go, go, go. Like, I guess almost forcing vulnerability. And when it's not authentic, it doesn't work as well. And looking back now in retrospect, I'm like, ah, that's why now I'm able to make more meaningful connections with people because I am genuinely being vulnerable, not forcing myself to be because it was a, a necessity for the moment. I was like, I need this. I need to have someone here to help get through this huge move. Um, yeah. Do you think when you meet someone new, do you be vulnerable first or do you wait for them to show vulnerability and then you match it? I think... My tactic is always, like, I test the waters a bit by, like, joking about something that's, like, vulnerable. So I'm not, like, fully coming out and being, divulging, like, a secret or something personal about myself. Like, I'll make a little joke to see if they're kind of on the same level. Like, if they also want to get vulnerable, then maybe they'll, like, pick up on it and be like, oh, yeah. Like, sometimes I'll make a joke about just being, like, stressed and depressed or something and, like, mm -hmm. see if they mention something like, ah, yeah, like, I get like that all the time. I also struggle with like depression or anxiety and then that just kind of like breaks down a barrier there so i guess kind of a bit of both like if they show me their hand first then i'm much more inclined and more comfortable to open up and be vulnerable so if you show like the joking side and then they don't match it like then what you guys just like don't make a connection like it's hard it's yeah yeah pretty much like it just conversation continues and then should something come up that helps break down that wall then great and if not then it's just kind of like a superficial meeting it's yeah. uh so hard to tell when someone's being genuinely vulnerable too especially in yeah. situations like first dates or things like that it's like it's a whole game yeah and there's so many people on these dating apps these days that are so skilled in masking their personalities and like kind of matching who they think you want them to be yeah in order to not be vulnerable and show their actual self oh tell me about it oh yeah <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I've had my fair share of experiences where people um, just lie, mm -hmm. like just straight up lie about who they are and what they want you to believe that they are. And I think that comes with a lack of confidence. I've said this before, people can only meet you as deep as they've met themselves before. And as soon as I see someone masking like that, it just reminds me that, okay, you have so much more work to do mm -hmm. personally to even meet me where I need you to be. So I don't take 
take it personally, of course, but I just step back and I kind of mentally maybe put up a little bit of a wall of saying, you're not safe to be vulnerable around because I know what I'm going to get back is not genuine. Oh, exactly. I think a lot of people fear that, obviously, opening up to someone and then having it backfire, them not be truly authentic or for them to maybe use that vulnerability against you later on can definitely really play into it. And I wish that there was some sort of advice that we could give out on like how to help detect when someone is just straight up lying and fronting but there's really no every situation is unique and different i yeah would just say like there's nothing wrong with protecting yourself to a certain point oh yeah Like, I wouldn't walk into a situation and just fully throwing yourself, like, vulnerable out there and just being like, hey, this is me. For me, I don't think I could do that. No. It would be way too scary. No, I don't think that's safe at all. I think being vulnerable, of course, very, very important, and it just shows that you're human with people. But the way to do it is not unload every single thing on every single person. That's not how you be open with people. It's watching what they do. Maybe you give a little bit and see if it's reciprocated, then you give a little bit more and see if it's reciprocated and it's a back and forth like you don't just give your entire life story to someone the first five minutes of meeting them you give a little test the waters see if they're going to give you something back and see if it's genuine or what you think is genuine and i think that's key to not getting hurt of course with confidence we already talked about this but just in terms of giving and watching what you're receiving especially on maybe like a first date or maybe you're in the talking stage with people and you don't want to get your hopes up and be super vulnerable and tell them every single thing about you you gotta wait and see if they give the same back because i think that's where a lot of people get hurt is if Mm -hmm. they give everything expect the other person to give everything and then they don't right yeah you can't be you can't be vulnerable with a set of expectations i feel like Mm -hmm. as soon as you place expectations on it it gets a little muddy like it's not it's not genuine anymore yeah it's not genuine so when was the last time that you felt vulnerable aside from just like meeting new people in a new city i think when i was going through a really hard time a few months ago this was one of the first times it sounds very sad but this is one of the first times where i truly relied on people to get me through a hard time like truly just fell apart in front of people and expected or hoped that they would like pick me back up and i never did that before ever i always had a wall up i didn't want to be vulnerable i always solved my own emotional issues myself (laughs) bad habit we talked about last week or two weeks ago i guess i fully remember you telling me at the the beginning of our friendship you would just suppress everything and anything bad that happened you were just like nope it's fine i just don't talk about it and i move on with my day and yeah i was always like nicole's so strong i can't believe that she can just do that and be fine (laughs) (laughs) yeah well like i never really here's the thing i never really had a breaking point like always joke about suppressing things and things boiling over but i never really did it just affects me long term of like when you suppress sadness and heartbreak you also suppress joy and happiness like you suppress everything that was my like point of being like okay this isn't healthy i can't do this for the rest of my life so then i just started when i went through something feeling it out same thing we talked about in the habits episode of just like really feeling out emotions Mm -hmm. and being vulnerable in them like accepting that this is how i feel right now i'm not going to suppress it and i'm going to talk to someone about it whether that's you or someone else i'm talking to just owning it and saying like i'm hurting right now and that's okay because i'm confident enough that this isn't gonna be forever and i'm confident enough that you're still gonna like me (laughs) Mm -hmm. when i tell you that something's going on and during the hard time i was going through a few months ago it was genuinely one of the first times where i truly broke down in front of people because i just was like this is too big to suppress i can't do this anymore i can't suppress this thing so you need to lean on your people for support and i was always so scared of leaning on people because i was always so scared of like metaphorically falling and them not Mm -hmm. catching me and then i just hit the ground and then i'm like well i didn't even need to fall in the first place if i was just gonna hit the ground you know yeah so like i was always so scared of falling but it just reached a point at 24 years old where i was like so what if i fall and hit the ground like this is what it's like to trust people and i was caught like i fully was caught there's nothing to worry about Mm -hmm. so it just goes to show that like even now as an adult i still am so vulnerable or being scared of being vulnerable with just people i know like people i know who are gonna catch me like it's still so scary to be vulnerable and i'm Mm -hmm. really sure this dates back to you know your childhood and how you're raised and stuff like that like everything always does everything does (laughs) 
everything always does but like hiding emotions or just like solving them yourself like that's exactly <laughs> what this was i think i would love for this to be a whole episode on its own but like a small glimpse of what i'm kind of getting at of i was always called like a crybaby growing up like always oh i'm also the youngest so i was always just the baby <laughs> right so i think like being called that i just was like all right well i won't cry then like i just won't have feelings then like that was my yeah. trauma response oh my god so yeah. that that's how i grew up being like and this wasn't intentional like I, I, i'm not trying to call out anyone who said that to me right oh but totally. just like i used to be very emotional and i'm talking like when i was a child child very right. emotional so i just grew up being like okay well i'm just that's obviously a bad thing then so i'm not gonna have feelings i'm not gonna cry i'm gonna solve it myself i'm not gonna reach out like that's how like that's how it was birthed like, like that's how i grew up and so i think now i'm you know as you heal your inner child at 24 like we all do i think it's something i'm just discovering of of like no that's not a bad thing to be emotional or to be vulnerable to have needs to have emotional needs to rely on people to open up to people to openly cry like that's just what humans do that's what do. you do so that's mm -hmm. kind of where it stems from i would love for that to be a whole episode because there's so much more to go into that of oh, what happened in idea. our childhood to you know make us the way we are and just emotionally make us the way we are so that's why i struggle with being vulnerable a lot and yeah i mean it makes total sense you have to be vulnerable with yourself and it kind of sounds like you were struggling with even the idea of being vulnerable with yourself like with your emotions and acknowledging that like yeah, yeah. i am feeling these and not beating yourself up because like you said, when you were younger, it was kind of instilled in you that having these emotions is bad and makes you weak. It makes you a baby and you need to like grow yeah. up. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. It's just so crazy how something so little can impact you so greatly throughout your life. Yeah. And I think that is something that not a lot of people think about. They just grow up and they go, oh, well, like I am the way I am because that's how the universe made me. Yeah. But it's like, no, honey, bestie, no. <laughs> You are molded by so many different factors from day one, obviously. But I think it's only recently been acknowledged, especially by our generation, but slowly some of our like parents' generation is coming to terms with like, oh, I act in this way because of A, B, and C that happened to me when I was younger. Yeah. But they never really thought about it and up until now, up until it was kind of brought up to the table like, hey, it's okay to have emotions. You just need to be vulnerable with yourself and acknowledge them and build a core circle of people around you that will, as you say, like pick you up when you are kind of free falling and not let you hit the ground yeah definitely a generational thing and that's also another podcast episode that we want to do another episode <laughs> the smallest things that happened to you and i didn't even realize that cry baby thing was why i did it until like a couple years ago until i was like and being introspective and just was like whoa wait a second is that why i don't like crying in front of people and is that why i suppress everything and is that why i don't allow myself to have emotions or bad days or bad moments like is that why and it was never maybe i should clarify like it was never like a um a degrading you're a crybaby like shut up in a way right it was always like a joking manner and i was the youngest like i said so it was just always like i was the baby and then it was like i was crying as a crybaby but even as a joking manner like it's still exactly obviously it's still kids that young yeah obviously it still had an impact to me at 24 of now being now allowing myself to feel certain things and like we said when you suppress sadness heartbreak anger you also suppress all the other sides of joy happiness acceptance you suppress everything mm -hmm. because that's just how you deal with emotions good or bad emotions yeah. are good or bad you can't pick or choose as much as you like to pretend that you can yeah exactly none that of it's the... genuine unless you're genuine with it all <laughs> exactly that's the issue is like people think that they can suppress certain things or certain emotions they can choose what they want to feel or choose the emotional scale that they want to rest in but it's not true you can't so if you're suppressing all the sad things all your happiness is going to be fake it's gonna be like i know mm -hmm. i should be happy right now so i'm gonna be happy like, it's not gonna be genuine no you're not like truly feeling those feelings you're just faking it to make it <laughs> yeah so how do you feel like you deal with vulnerability like if you're anxious before meeting someone like how do you talk yourself out of it how, how do you deal with for it? me it's music i really? have like a couple core songs that i will listen to when i'm in like a very anxious situation well, one of the songs i will share with you guys <laughs> that has currently been my fixation is we're all gonna die by olivia o'brien mm. basically the whole story behind the song when she was writing it was she was kind of living in this delusional world where she didn't have to deal with her problems and wow <laughs> she just kind of used the phrase like who cares anyway we're all gonna die 
And for some reason, when I heard it, I found so much comfort in that. Who cares? If I open up to someone and I am vulnerable yeah. and it completely backfires, like, who cares anyway? We're all gonna die. Yeah, they're not gonna remember you. Like, we're all headed to the same place. Yeah, they're also probably not gonna remember you in a week. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Things that seem so big in the moment truly really never are. I mean, obviously there are situations that happen that you can't control and they're very impactful and it'll affect you for the rest of your life. But that one date that you go on where it just went absolutely terrible. So what? They're not going to remember. Yeah. Who cares? Who cares? Yeah. So that's kind of how I deal with my nerves and kind of push through to like be vulnerable. Um, Because I know that there is a greater benefit to being vulnerable than there is to just remain in my shell and like not open up to anyone ever. Like, you're not going to grow. You're not going to make these connections. You kind of, you just have to be, I'm good at being vulnerable with myself. Mm. I've always kind of been like, I can acknowledge my emotions and process them and be like, okay, interesting. Um, but being vulnerable around new people is still something that I struggle with and is a big source of anxiety for me. And being single and having to navigate the dating world, like it is so scary. Yeah. Yeah. Music, she truly gets me through. Yeah. Reminds me that I'm not alone. I think that's the main part of it is it's just someone wrote this song, someone produced this song, someone sang this song, like they all felt something that they related yeah. into it and it just makes me feel better that, oh yeah, I'm not alone. It's okay to be scared of removing myself from like my delusions in my brain. Yeah, that's hard. That's really, really hard, especially when you're deep into it and you also don't recognize that like I'm feeling anxious because I'm about to be vulnerable. Like the same thing mm-hmm. as when you start something new or you start a new hobby, like you go to a class for the first time and you're like, whoa, I'm about to be so vulnerable right now because I have no idea how to do. Like you with your dance class, it's like, yeah, I have no idea what I'm doing and I'm about to be so vulnerable right now, but I'm signing up for this and I'm, and I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it and I'm going to make the best of it. Like even if I suck at it, yeah, I at least made it there. Yeah, exactly. And that's a win. <laughs> exactly. And that's kind of like where I'm struggling now. I'm trying to find new hobbies and new things to do and like doing things alone for the first time in a while and a lot of it's being vulnerable like asking people for help asking people for like you know suggestions on what i should do it's Mm -hmm. all just like relying on people and i don't know why it's such a response to not want to do that like why am i so scared to ask where something is in the grocery store because i'm afraid of looking stupid like it's just a grocery store yeah i think it's (laughs) almost just like a fear of people knowing that you don't have it all figured out yeah 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 i think as humans we just always want to operate as if like we know everything even walking into a new situation like walking into a new grocery store you don't want anyone looking at you and thinking oh like this girl doesn't know where the rice is yeah my god this must be her first time here as if that's like a bad thing as if that makes you less of a person yeah it's not exactly it's a normal thing everyone deals with it everyone struggles with being vulnerable i have yet to meet a single person that is like oh yeah i'm i've been open since day one open book no problem yeah like no that doesn't exist out there and so take that part in your brain that you think everyone around you knows what's going on and (laughs) chuck it out the window because (laughs) no one knows what is going on ever we're all just making it up as we go even even ceos at like the biggest of companies yeah they're just trying to get through the day i'm sure half the time they don't even know what the heck they're opening up emails the same as you're opening up emails and are like uh hello what (laughs) is going on yeah yeah you got to learn how to combat those thoughts and redirect them and just be like yeah no one uh, no one knows what's going on so why am i so stressed about asking this grocery store worker where something is yeah they didn't know where it was before they started working there. exactly exactly <laughs> they also go into a different store maybe not a grocery store but maybe they also go into somewhere else and they also don't know where something is or they they don't know how to navigate they don't know where the fitting rooms are in a store like they also mm-hmm. have to ask ask a question and i find i get a little worried around people who are those like i'm an open book i got nothing to hide i'm not scared of anything i got no vulnerabilities everything's out on the table it's like you're hiding something i can sense yep. it you're hiding something deep in there i know and i know it's down there and i know maybe i'll get to it eventually but don't lie to me and say that you are completely fine and no insecurities and nothing going on deep in there there's something going on in there and i know (laughs) yeah i i can see through it like you're faking it till you make it but you're not making it past me (laughs) exactly you're not making it past me (laughs) i 
have watched Brene Brown and I understand vulnerability now. (laughs) So good luck. (laughs) Exactly, exactly. So knowing that not everyone has it figured out really helps. And like if you go to a beginner's like dance class, for example, everyone Mm -hmm. else is a beginner. Everyone else doesn't know what's going on. So taking like your expectations of yourself, your expectations of who you think you should be and who you think you... Can you hear the sirens? Can you hear the planes? <laughs> like, there's been a lot of planes. I guess I will address that now too. I live by an airport and the soundproofing is not the best. So I'm sorry <laughs> if you can hear planes taking off and landing throughout this episode. I've definitely noticed for some reason the flight paths are extra busy tonight. And Nicole has sirens going left, right, and center. <laughs> going left, right, and center. I live downtown Toronto and there is just so much going on always and for the most part i live in a like a quiet neighborhood but every once in a while there'll just be like 10 fire trucks in a row and it's like where are you guys all going what's going on here um but back to what i was saying <laughs> accepting that not everyone has it figured out and that if you sign up for a beginner's dance class or a beginner's clay class you're not going to be the only one asking the stupid questions or what you think is stupid questions that's why when people, you know, teach you something, they're like, there's no such thing as stupid questions. They're just questions. Let me know if you have any questions. And that just breaks down the wall of like, well, if I don't know this, I must be stupid. So I'm, I'm not going to ask it. Like, I'm not mm-hmm. going to even entertain that. I'm going to pretend that I know everything. That's why people, like even in university, like in class, I wouldn't ask a question because I'm not going to admit that I'm vulnerable in front of these 200 other students when they all probably have the exact same question as me. But I'm not going to raise yeah, my hand. And, I was just yeah, thinking I'm that. not going to raise my hand and admit that I don't understand. And I'm going to make the prof go back for 20 minutes and re-explain everything while everyone else is in their seat being like, ugh, we just covered this. Like, are you kidding? Nicole's probably so stupid. Like, no, everyone else is probably just as confused as I am. <laughs> yeah, because whenever someone would ask a question yeah. in the class, almost 99% of the time, I was like, thank God someone asked because I was also <laughs> completely lost and confused. But yeah. I wasn't going to, Yeah, I didn't want to be vulnerable in that setting, which is crazy. Like, you're paying to learn to be there, but we were so scared. Yeah, or like everyone, for the most part, is taking that class for the first time. Everyone's getting introduced to these theories and this, these ideologies as you are at the exact same time. So if it doesn't click for you, it probably doesn't click for other people. So it's just mm-hmm. goes to show that like vulnerability is everywhere in anything. And we just run from it for no reason. No reason at all. It's nothing to be scared of. I think it's just ingrained in us from the beginning that like it's yeah. scary. Yeah. Once you kind of realize that you can break it down and kind of combat the negative thoughts that come around vulnerability and kind of turn them into positives, like, well, if I'm not vulnerable, I'm never going to make the connections that I want to make with people. And in order to do that, I have to be more comfortable being vulnerable with myself. Like that is the first step is just being vulnerable with yourself. And then once you got that, I mean, it's just combating the anxieties and the what ifs. Yeah, exactly. So I think a takeaway from this is to like be the first person to be vulnerable in a setting because everyone else is just waiting for someone else to like break the ice, make it less awkward, make it seem like there's other humans in this room around us pretending that we know everything. Be the first person to be vulnerable and to say like, I don't know what I'm doing or like, I need help here. I'm going to ask this question during class because then other people are going to want to ask what they might think is a stupid question because everyone doesn't know what's going on. So as soon as we break down the wall of that fear that we have, oh my goodness, it's just going to be so much easier to like make friends, make connections, be just enjoying yourself. Enjoy the time that you have on this earth. It is so limited. And what benefit are you getting from worrying about what other people are thinking? Yeah. Obviously, it's easier said than done, but it's not bringing any like positive energy or joy to your life, thinking about all the ways that people are going to tear you down, when in reality, they're not even acknowledging you. Oh my goodness. Like they're in their own head worrying that you're thinking something about them, but you're just so caught up in your own thoughts and thinking that everyone is focusing on me. Yeah. It's such a selfish thought. Why would everyone be focusing on me of all people? Like the average white girl. (laughs) But no one is paying attention to me in my giant frumpy sweater at Walmart 3 p.m. on a Wednesday. But here I am still thinking, oh no, like they're looking at my socks and thinking, oh my God, I can't believe she wore socks and Birkenstocks out. (laughs) No one cares, guys. No one cares. It's all in your own head. Yeah. 
everyone like every time I find myself critiquing myself like that in public like oh I'm probably looking at my hair it's like not as curly as when I left like it's oh it's falling it's kind of gross my skin probably doesn't look as good my makeup's probably creasing my, my like lashes are falling this outfit isn't like my best work ugh kind of gross I'm sure everyone's looking at me and being like sister how did you leave the house like that? Like, what the heck are you wearing? What do you, why do you look like that? You must be so insecure because you should be insecure because what the heck are you wearing? What do you, why do you look like that? But every single person is thinking those exact same thoughts. Everyone is thinking these people are looking at me, these people are hating on me, these people are judging me. Like, no, every single, they're, they're too in their own head to even give you the time of day of like judging you. And if they are judging you, sister, that says way more about them than it says about what you got on. <laughs> exactly exactly that is so true it speaks way more to their character than it does to yours like they've got some issues that they need to work out if they are spending their free brain time picking apart you at a grocery store yeah exactly and it's like those type of people i don't even want their approval because their brain is just so occupied by other people i don't i don't want to get their approval i I don't need it those are sucky people like yeah exactly like why why would you want to get approval from those types of people you don't so let go take a deep breath relax everything your brain is telling you definitely not happening so get out of your own head like you said it's just so selfish like the world doesn't revolve around you and your insecurities no one else is looking at them no one exactly at all you're the you're the main character yeah you really are the main character of your own life yeah exactly yeah your own life don't judge other people obviously and like even like if someone did walk in with burks and socks i would look at them and be like wow that looks comfy or like wow she's she's chilling i'm not like oh my like how the heck did you leave the house like that yeah like no i'm not thinking about that so why why do i assume that every other person i'm looking at are is thinking that like no that's that's not how it works it doesn't make sense when you break it down it doesn't make sense in your brain at the moment and then when you take a step back it's like oh i guess i am being a little cuckoo crazy nut bar yeah and like i don't judge when people are doing things for the first time or being new at something or learning something i have so much more compassion for those people and i don't know why when i put myself into that situation their shoes why i just automatically think that i'm being judged or i'm being hated on or it just doesn't make sense your brain tells you so many incorrect things and it's so sad when we choose to listen to those things rather than all the other positive things we could be thinking. Exactly. It's a constant battle. I don't think after listening to this podcast decide, oh, I'm going to be vulnerable from now on and there's going to be no issues. Like it's going to be a work (laughs) in progress. And I mean, I am nowhere near picture perfect when it comes to vulnerability. Oh God, no. I think it's just important to even just like start the conversation. And I really hope that some of the people listening today feel a little bit validated in their own feelings and feel like oh i'm not the only one that is stressing about what other people are thinking about me every time i leave the house like it's normal and i know now that like i need to combat those thoughts because it's not no one else is thinking them except for you no it's such a waste of like energy and emotional energy like you're gonna get so exhausted like we said we i think we said this in our healthy habits episode but it's like so exhausting hating yourself like all Mm -hmm. that wasted energy when you could be thinking about like why you're in walmart for the first place or you could be looking at other people and being like i love that outfit or like that girl's hair is so cool like you're wasting so much energy just living in the moment yeah you're wasting so much energy worried worried about what like so what it just obviously we're like breaking it down to very simple terms and it's not that easy at all but it just goes to show that your brain isn't always as logical as you think it is no exactly we could talk about this subject for yeah hours and hours on end But for the sake of our sweet dear listeners, I think this would be a great place to round it out and maybe throw in some recommendations for the week and send our lovely bloomers on their way to conquer the world and be vulnerable. Yes, exactly. My recommendation of the week is to message that old friend you had or that person that you guys lost touch or that like mutual you have on social media that you guys don't really talk, message them and just say, hey, hope you're doing well. If you're ever in the same town, like, let's grab coffee. I had an experience this week where I reached out to someone I went to elementary school, or she actually reached out to me, and we just, we had the exact same moment of, like, I think about you all the time, and I want to hang out more, but we both were so scared of what the other person was going to think. Like, we were both so scared to, like, reach out and say, like, let's grab coffee, let's get, let's, you know, reconnect. We were both so scared of that. So, like, reach out to that person, because odds are... They're thinking the exact same thing about you, and they're just too scared to reach out to you. Mm-hmm. And who doesn't need more friends? Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and chances are, even if they weren't thinking about it, it's going to make their exactly, day. Exactly, exactly. 
I love that. I think that is a great recommendation. Yeah. Who knows? You could spark up a new friendship. Yeah. Just from being vulnerable. Exactly. And it's just like you already watch each other's stories. You already like each other's posts. Just take it that one step further. Message them and just try to reconnect if you can or connect in the first place because just take the first step and be vulnerable like we were saying because the other person is probably just waiting for you to be vulnerable so that they can match so be the first person to be vulnerable in the situation yeah i love it worst case scenario they don't answer then you move on with your life who cares it's like okay who cares anyway we're all gonna die exactly i'm confident enough (laughs) i'm confident enough to be vulnerable and ask these person if they want to hang out or go on a date and if they say no cool i'm confident enough to take it and put it elsewhere and there will be another one another person to ask exactly like it wasn't meant to be exactly my recommendation for this week is i actually have a few and one of them we have talked about kind of throughout this episode Brene brown some of our listeners might not know who she is she is a research storyteller a researcher um, storyteller yeah researcher storyteller <laughs> i took that job title from her ted talk on vulnerability that you can find on the ted talk website or youtube she just really breaks it down in a way that's not boring she's very mm-hmm. charismatic and funny and relatable and vulnerable in a lot of different ways and so i recommend watching that it's only about 20 minutes it's a quick little blurb and the other one is actually a game that Nicole and I have been introduced to recently and it kind of sparked not sparked our idea we'd always thought about maybe doing a podcast but it was a source of inspiration to like start it uh, it's called we are not really strangers or we're not really strangers oh my god yeah and the whole purpose of that card game is just breaking down those barriers and being vulnerable I'm pretty sure their tagline yeah. is come vulnerable leave connected yeah it's so fun we I played it for the first time last night and It was such a great way to get to know that person that I was so nervous about getting to know because the questions, it takes all the fear out of coming up with the questions on your own and asking it. It's like, oh, well, I drew the card, so I have to ask it. It's putting that fear kind of into the card game and having it take the wheel and ask these questions that you might have been thinking, but you were just too scared to say unprompted. But when you're playing a game that is kind of purpose-based, its purpose is to get connected with someone. Oh my gosh, game... A literal game changer so yeah you can get it online i think they might sell it in like certain urban stores like urban outfitter stores oh but this does seem like they definitely game. have it on urbanoutfitters.com. that's where i bought my copy and i love this game so much they're such like good icebreaker questions there's three levels the first level is perception second is connection third is reflection and if you go through them in a linear fashion you just really explore an array of topics with a certain person all the way from like first impressions to like reflecting on the game and reflecting on you as people and your connection and everything you guys just talked about it is so cool it's such a good game mm-hmm. oh my goodness it's such a cool game i cannot recommend it enough yeah exactly exactly well that kind of wraps up our episode for this week thank you guys so much for listening we hope you guys feel a little maybe less alone in your vulnerability and maybe you got to question some of the reasons why you are so scared to be vulnerable and hopefully make some positive changes towards being vulnerable in a positive way yeah exactly that's all we could ever hope for and we'll talk to you guys next week yep talk to you guys next week Bye. Bye.